Okay, I'm going to attempt this. It's going to be funny. Do it. All right, you guys ready? Ready. All right. You're listening to the world-famous White Roof Radio with cast number 631, recorded October 11th, 2017. This episode brought to you by Craven Speed, Outmotoring, and Motoring Badges. And DB does this so much better than me. All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, we are Sans DB tonight. We are Sans Gabe. And we are without also Brian for a multitude of reasons. However, we have... Uh, as as we normally do, Chad from Detroit Tune. Chad, how are you, sir? I am back from my hiatus. We are, we're making things happen. Yeah. Well, Chad, you've been working like a dog too, like myself. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. Lots it's good. of hours. Lots of hours. Good to have you back. And then tonight, also, we have special guest, friend of the show, Andrea Jones. Andrea, how are you? I'm doing very well. Good. Good. Thank it's been you. a long time since we've uh, had you on the show. Probably about two, three years almost. I think. It feels that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, well, well, it'll be uh, evident why we have uh, AJ with us tonight, also. But uh, we're doing kind of a, a a shortened version of this. This is we're going to almost call this the racing show a bit because we're all going to talk about our experience with um, some high speed minis or driving minis at high speed tonight in uh, various forums and whatnot. But before we dive into that. Um, I'm going to do my best to stumble over telling you guys about our friends over at OutMotoring.com. Uh, you can get just about anything you need for your Mini at OutMotoring.com. Aaron's been a supporter of our show for since the beginning. So going on, how long have we been doing this? Uh, since 2005, 12 years. So uh, Aaron's a good guy. You can, like I said, no matter what Mini you've got from a, an R50 to all the way through the latest Countryman, accessories, parts, anything you want to dress up the car, inside and out, mechanical things, all the ways from brakes to fluids to anything you need. Check him out at outmotoring.com. And if you sign up for their newsletter, he sends you a discount code for that every month and uh, has all kinds of sales and specials going on. And I don't know what's going on right now for October, but hey, go check it out at outmotoring.com. Sign up for the uh, email newsletter and uh, get yourself going. If you haven't bought anything from them yet, Get, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? Go buy something from OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and um, uh, floor mats. <laughs> OutMotoring.com. <laughs> it's one of those, you're looking, looking at the website like, what can we choose today? But anyway, so before we get into, actually, I don't even think we're going to touch on much news this week. We're going to talk about all of our collective experiences with driving minis um, fast and uh, in a safe way off off the street. We've all had various track experiences most recently. And AJ, you got to treat yourself. You went out to Palm Springs about a month ago and uh, to the, the BMW Center there. What do they call the track at Palm Springs? It's um, I think they just call it the BMW Performance Center West. Yes, at the at Palm Springs. So tell us what you did. Um, you treated yourself to like a birthday gift to to go out there because yeah, they've got a mini driving school also, right? Mm 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, I think the mini driving school is all, only on, on the West Coast. I don't think they do it on the East Coast. Correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I treated myself to the mini stunt driving course. And so now I uh, I can stunt drive like a boss. You can you can J turn and flat spot your tires with the best of them, I can, right? I can J turn, yes. Um, uh, but I can I hands down can park in a box. So that stunt where you know there's two cars and you can pull your car into the spot that you're not supposed to, I can do that. Nice. Um, yeah. So, but uh, you know the there's also that I think they call it the Rockford maneuver where you're flying in reverse. That I suck at. So oh, <laughs> need to practice. That one is not good. So you're you're slamming the car in reverse and then you crank the steering all the way to one side as hard as you can and you spin it around and then you're supposed to jam it into gear and drive forward. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, what pretty much. That's yeah. it, that's what they call the the Rockford move, and I take it it's named after the Rockford Files. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it's called. If I'm calling it the wrong thing, well then sorry, but um, they if you watch um, pretty much any car action film, somebody's doing it, and you literally are going 40 miles an hour in reverse, and you throw the car into neutral and violently turn the steering wheel and the car just spins around and then all of a sudden you're supposed to throw it back into drive or into gear and go forward and ugh, I don't know it just that one was hard and I you're supposed to do it as smoothly as possible it's supposed yeah, to be kind of a fluid yeah you're supposed to look like you were just born doing this and <laughs> it doesn't work that way well you realize yeah. that's why stunt drivers get paid good money right yeah completely completely yeah and I'm sure every car is a little different. And so, what kind of minis were you driving out there for these stunt training? Uh, it was a JCW. Um, I don't ask me anything else about it because Autom- I just got in the car and drove. <laughs> but it, it was—I think it was a JCW automatic transmission, though. Yeah, it was auto. They, no, they yeah. didn't have any manuals there for anybody to play with that I was aware of. So yeah, it was—it was auto. Oh, so. so you learned how to do well, you know park in a box which is basically you have two cars parked and you go up and you spin the car and slide in sideways right yeah yeah pretty much nice nice and uh um so uh, those were the two main things you learned what else did you get to do there uh they took you out on the skid pad and taught you how to you know recover from sorry situations in like how to turn into a skid and hit the gas to pull yourself out of it yeah you know if you were like if you lost traction in the car you could basically correct so they were all about i mean they started the class with an hour long instruction about safety and the things that you should pay attention to and so the takeaways from that were really kind of interesting because most people are not seated in their cars properly to begin with right um they want you to concentrate on being seated for control so not so much comfort or looking cool but so that you have good control of the car and um what that invariably means is you are sitting a little closer to the steering wheel than you think you're supposed to be Mm -hmm. um your ice line of sight should be in the center of the windshield um and your head should really be about a hand's distance from the roof liner so a lot of people are sitting way too low in their cars right. and some people are sitting way too far back and oh and yeah then, and then as far as being able to you know depress the the um the brake um there needs to be a a decent bend in your your leg so you're not you know you're not stretching your leg like all the way out to stretched put it out mm-hmm. 
Yep, you all. need to have a good bend in your elbow. Yeah, and in your elbow, you you should be able to when you're sitting in your car properly take your um, either hand and be able to like the the bend in your between your wrist and your your well the bend in your wrist basically your hand in your arm you'd be able to just hang that over the um the steering wheel and then you know that you are within the optimum distance for controlling your car um so they go through all of that and then they talk about what you would do in a skidding situation and um and then how to make your car drift when you want to you know show off and that kind of stuff but the the skid pad was totally fun i i was laughing i was spinning <laughs> myself on purpose because it was so funny um well it's funny because you yeah. grew up in california you're a california girl so you, yeah you really didn't grow up driving in snow like maybe chad and i did and you know, I'm sure Chad, you you were like me in, in high school. You took the car out to a snowy parking lot in the wintertime, and you learned, oh, yeah. you taught yourself how to do donuts, and you basically taught yourself how to handle the car in those situations yep. in kind of a safe every, every winter. Yeah, like uh, kids in the Midwest who who grow up with snow kind of do that, and and you just learn by experience for the most part. And uh, you know, maybe you get you know a, a dad or a brother or somebody who takes you out or mom even to to train you on how to do that um so it, it's it's interesting because like i said if you grew up in california you never got the opportunity to drive in snow you know as, as you were learning to drive anyway so uh i'm sure you had a lot of fun spinning that thing around yeah I mean, and i i think i've been robbed the couple of winters that i have been here because when the first year i was terrified of driving driving in snow but <laughs> figured out how to do it and yeah. and you know the R56 drives like a boss in the snow, so I'm not afraid now. Well, it's because the second you bought snow tires. <laughs> I bought snow tires, but I also like you know went out there and played a little bit. But then the next year, when I really wanted to take it out and play, no that's when the deer ran into the car. Oh and yeah, that's right. Disabled the car before the you know snowmageddon that we had. So right, right. Yeah. And um, I, you know, so maybe this year we'll see. I I definitely want to go and play with that car but i haven't had an opportunity and there's really not a lot of safe places around here to go oh i think i'm gonna you know i'm gonna pull a few j turns right now and you know park in a box because yeah people would be like, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> exactly um, you know and, and i still would like to figure out how that you know be able to fly in reverse turn the car around and then take off again without overturning because I kept turning too far when I would spin the car around. Well, and um, can I also recommend that if you're doing it, make sure you're doing it on the last of your tires right before you replace your tires. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. <laughs> I was going to do it on the last of my tires and, you know, not wreck a, you know, a new set of brake pads, but just I, truly I want to go back up to Lime Rock and do some silly stuff up there because there's the space and you're not going to hurt anybody or anything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, doing it on dry pavement as well as you know, a snowy pavement, it's obviously going to be a little bit easier. But, yeah, you don't want to wreck your car too much. Yeah. I, I, I think the last time I tried something like that, it was um, it just started raining in a parking lot. And uh, it was an empty lot, and I had fun. I'm like, I'm going to turn into this, you know, parking space. And I gunned it, turned a little, you know, just pull on the e-brake enough to slide the car sideways. It, and then you just slide straight into it. It wasn't totally like, you know, what you're saying, parking in a box. But you don't want to flat spot your tires by doing a jackass on dry pavement because that's exactly what you're going to do if you're doing, if you're going very fast. As soon as you, you know, do that slide, it has a tendency to flat spot the tires. And that's not what you want. Then. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I need my 
tires right now, so I'm not going to do anything stupid. But it, I mean, I, it was it was a fun time, I, and on top of it, I was the only student in the class, so I had private lessons. Oh, so, nice! Did you know, it, other than it being hotter than hell that day, I would say if you're going to go out and do it, do it like Labor Day weekend when no one's going to be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, did you get an opportunity to to uh, take some some hot laps on the track there at speed? Yeah, they end the class by um by. Uh, giving you they they don't let us do you don't they they don't let the students drive a hot lap but they put you in a car and they take you out there and do their deal and so yeah i got to do that and um, which is almost better because you then get to experience what a mini can do like at its limits because these guys are pros and they're trained and they're used to that track and and any track you go on uh, you know guys that are are trained at in any way it's it's great experience to have to watch people handle the mini and go oh my gosh i didn't know i could go that far with it not that you want to because it it takes a lot of training and practice to to get to that point but um i've been in in many uh cars many minis in fact with professional drivers and i'm like i'll never be that good (laughs) i mean you just you're in awe of of yeah uh, it definitely takes seat time in some of that type of you know, whenever we go to the Dragon, you know, especially the first few years that we'd go out, we'd modify the guy's car and we'd take him out for a test drive afterwards. And I'd be like, well, what's done in this car? And I'd kind of ask him as I'm getting things warmed up. And then I would take him for a ride. And they'd be like, wow, I've never driven my car that fast. I never yeah. thought I could ever go that fast. And be like, well, your car can do this. Yep. Now work up to this, you know? Yeah. So, well, and I think most people in general don't use. There's a lot of things. They don't know the car will handle like that, and they're afraid of the brakes. They don't stand yep. on the brakes enough. And uh, and minis, especially the latest ones, the F generation, have really phenomenal brakes. Really, really good brakes. So yep. anyway, well, AJ, that's that's awesome. I'm glad you got the opportunity to go do that. Um, I didn't see that many pictures, but, you know, you're there. You're the only one. I don't know if they, they probably didn't take yeah, a lot. Yeah, I didn't. I, I was there, and it was pretty much close to eight hours of driving at yeah. the end of the day yeah. and I wanted to go out and have fun and not be like here could you take a picture of me please right. <laughs> I mean I took some pictures of, of the staff and everything after it was over and had them take a couple pictures but I, I was there to you know experience the stunt driving and and I totally did it was a lot a lot of fun and um so yeah, no. If I'd gone with somebody else and could have handed off a phone here and there, that would have been great. Um, but I know I did it, so I don't need you know so that, photographs or videos or whatever. Yeah, is that just one of the options they offer? Do they offer different types of uh, training or driving courses at the performance they, center? They do an autocross um, and track school for minis as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the day that I was there they had just repaved their track mm-hmm. so I don't think they were doing anything for the next couple of weeks right that yeah um, but I think that would be kind of a, a fun thing to do as well uh, only because I've autocrossed my car before so it'd be fun to take somebody else's and go out and do it exactly um, it's it's always you know. fun to thrash somebody else's car you know yeah plus theirs are a little bit faster than poor old Felix although I would really like to take the clubman out but Mini USA, please close your, you know, plug your ears right now uh, because it's a lease. I don't want to do that yet, but yeah, um, potentially before the lease is up. 
Hey, it's your car until they get it back. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. I may, you know, I might have to like take it out because I would like to see. I just, I don't know. That car handles totally different than the R56, and I'd like to see what it would do out on the on the track. Well, because you you're talking about the Clubman, and it's an all-wheel drive. It's an all four Cooper S, right? No, mine's not all four. Oh, just so you've just got the two. Yeah, just yeah, got I got it in 2016. All four came out in 2017, I think. Okay, well, there you go. Even even yeah. better, because I'll get to talk about my experience with the all four JCW Clubman here shortly. But yeah. um, I, I want to hear about Chad's experience. Chad, you know, we talked on the on the last show, I think, about the, the crazy graphics you put on. And I think you weren't on the show. We we did talk about it Yes. without you. Um. Which your car looked great, by the way. Good job. Yep, I uh, I was pretty proud of myself. Uh, I, I, I lined my dinosaurs up right, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's not an easy. It's not not as easy as it looks, right? <laughs> oh no, it's not. Uh, you know, I kind of uh, hemmed and hawed, and you'd give me a couple of pointers, and I was like, you know, that's kind of the way I was gonna go with this, is you know, because I've you know obviously we've done wrapping and we've done a lot of things, but when you actually have to line something up, yeah, to be you know, I kind of looked at the mockups and kind of saw where things wanted to be and kind of laid it all out and i decided to start with the hard side first which was the gas cap side uh-huh. and then uh move to the passenger side and the driver's side came out much better than the uh the passenger side you got I cocky think. you got cocky when it came to well it's uh, i did one on one day and one on the other yeah and uh you know i can tell you exactly you know which one side the the head is a little bit farther down and the whole body is a little bit farther back but uh hey you never you see know, both it, like i always like to tell people you never see both sides of the car at the same time ever so don't worry no, don't worry about no, it only only i know and now the white roof radio audience knows uh, <laughs> that it's not quite perfect from side to side so if you see at the dragon you know see if you can find out where it actually looks different but uh uh, you know, it looks like a race car now. Right. I mean, it really does. It, uh, it totally know. looks like a race car. Your car looks really great. It's it's funny because everyone's like, well, why a dinosaur? And I was like, well, it's kind of a small little car that needs a big roar. You know, like it wants to eat up the competition and stuff. So, you know, the the car itself performed well. Uh, it, without a doubt, it did everything it was supposed to do. Um, you know, could I use more power? Of course. I was up against cars that had way more power. So tell, um, tell first really, of all, tell us what what the track day was that you per- participated in. It was a uh... okay. So it was called the Speed Ring, mm-hmm. which is basically kind of a a, uh, um, a a a offshoot of Grid Life. If everybody knows what Grid Life is, and that's basically a time attack uh, system for cars, and you get to do some, you get to kind of learn the track. And then you go out and you turn your best times and then you go out another time and you turn your best times and then you get to put into classes based on that and you either are going to make or break, you know, your times and you get into the finals based on those times. And, uh, you know, we went out and we we cooked the track as, you know, as good as we could. We'd never been on the track. We hadn't been in this car for a long time. I added a lot of different things as far as horsepower, as far as LSDs, as far as uh, different handling characteristics of the car. So we did a lot of work ahead of time. And I was familiar with the car, but I hadn't really tracked it to its all-out capabilities. Right. So we uh, we're on street tires versus our compounds, which is a little bit different anyways. And we went out and we uh, we turned some good lap times and we kept knocking off seconds and um the the speed ring is kind of a more of a showcase for vendors and 
um, sponsorships and stuff like that. So the big names were all out there, like KW suspensions, uh, automator gauges, um, all types of big names like that had booths there and wanted to bring in the public to show their wares as well as all of the different manufacturers and, and resellers of those products, such as myself, were out there doing uh, head-to-head battles as well as talking to all of our vendor reps. So we are networking. We are showing the people the cars. We're you know, showing the neat things done to the cars, and then we're racing. So it was a mentally packed weekend because I'm – out there running 10 tents, trying to also make sure that I don't go off track and wreck the car or, <laughs> you know, do something stupid as well as learn the track for the first time and race in a car that I haven't really raced in the last five years, um, in any type of competition like this. And, you know, so, uh, you know, I'm doing all of that and then I have to come back to the pits and then take off half my race suit and then talk to people as they're coming through and show them the car and do a news, uh, thing with channel seven and, you know, say, Hey, come on out here and enjoy. And then hit the plug, the sponsors and do all of the stuff. So, so it's hard to be focused um, on just, you know, get, doing your best times. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm trying to get the best times I can, but at the same time, I'm also coming in the, into the pits and throwing on my sponsor hat, which was Detroit tune right. and, you know, doing the whole NASCAR plug and be like, you know, that Detroit <laughs> tune mini did a real good job about that this weekend. They really supported us real well, you know, and they, you know, so, you know, we got was, that track bar fun. dialed in real good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did we, that we work for that. you, Chad? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was very difficult. So, I mean, we brought all of our people out, and everyone got to kind of see. And we ended up, uh, you know, I was worried because I didn't know exactly what the whole weekend was going to be. It's like, um, I'm everybody going to get in? How are we going to work this? You know, I'll don't worry, I'll pay a mission for anybody that doesn't get in. You know, because it was wives and girlfriends and and uh, all of the employees and stuff, and they just kind of came out. And it's a little dangerous having your wife and your girlfriend there, Chad. I'm just saying. Yeah, exactly. It is. It's very dangerous. <laughs> so uh, um, it, it was cool to have everybody out and just kind of hang out in the tent. And, uh, you know, we were able to get some VIP passes. So there was some free beers from, for some friends and some people and and uh, some neat things like that. So overall, it was a very good weekend. I kind of wish that more of the public would have been able to come out and see because it was very well uh, televised, especially on Sunday, which unfortunately I didn't make into the, the finals. We weren't quite fast enough in the street class, you know, miraculously. I probably could have actually done well in the track class um, if I would have done that, but uh, they wanted, you know, me in, in the street class car. So, um, okay, hot tip next time, let Marzo drive. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> yeah, so, he's know, crazy enough to. I've watched Marzo. No, no, he's he's uh, he's a very good driver. We've uh, we've he's a great we've, driver. We've had we've uh, we've done some go kart days already here. We've uh, we've had some video games. After thing he says, like, man, those seats they just don't fit me anymore. I was like, well, I've seen some pictures of the skinny mic, you know. So we can make it. <laughs> so. It um, we'd have to put some uh, some different seats to make it comfortable for him. But uh, you know, I want to get back out and do more track days again. Um, you know, we're always changing the car and making things faster and doing new things with new products. So, um, you know, it's a matter of time 
you know, we've obviously, uh, you know, as everybody has been following the, 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 the saga that is Detroit tune, you know, we, we moved buildings, we've, we've hired new employees, we've, we've done a lot of things. So I've had to really put a lot of time and effort into the, the business aspect of Detroit tune to get us to the next level. And we keep going to the next level every couple of weeks, I think. So, uh, you know, we'll get back to uh, being out at some track weekends and, and having some good times and enjoying times with customers and and getting a little more uh, track time under our belt because, uh, you know, we it's need it. So mu- it's so much fun t- taking, yeah, it, you know, being really in, a, is. in a mini out on the on the track and being able to just let it, you know, open it up in a legal, safe environment, if you will. Because, you know, most people like to drive their cars spiritedly on the streets and hopefully within the laws. I mean, I know <laughs> there are those of us who bend the rules occasionally on the yeah, road. You know, you, as long as you're not bouncing off the curbs, you're fine. But uh, And yeah. don't be a douche around other cars, you know, is the thing. It's like if you're going to open it up and do something fun in your Mini, hopefully do it with no traffic. So I'm just not that I recommend it at all, but if you're going to do it, do it safely. You know, it, it, the one of the things that was kind of funny is like, yeah, I've always thought my car was fairly loud and a lot of people think it's fairly loud. And then I went to the track and I raced with all these other cars and my car it's was the quietest. so quiet. <laughs> I could barely yeah. hear it running. Yeah. And now that I'm actually driving on the street again with a gigantic billboard down the side that says exactly who I am and how to find me, you feel like you are the loudest car out there. Yeah. So it's it's gone from a good good loud to then wow this car is really super quiet to now it's the craziest loudest car out there again so it's uh it's been this whirlwind of emotions within the last week after uh without doing you know after doing all this but um everybody that's seen the the graphics that todd uh help us uh you know come to fruition here uh has just absolutely loved it um, the the printing on this is just uh, so amazing, and the and the colors just pop right off the car. Uh, you know, I have to give huge credit to uh, our our good friend and customer Josh uh, Hammond, who uh, did all of the graphics for us. And he's like, you know, I just always thought I'd be a cartoon illustrator and and a graphic designer, and here you are asking me to design the, the next version of the race car so and and you know he did an amazing job well he did a really good so. job and it was i i'd say you know he he deserves all the credit there because i took his file and and didn't really have to tweak a whole lot in fact i didn't really have time we kind of <laughs> did this towards the towards the last minute of of getting this done with between you're being busy and me being busy getting it uh getting it to you so luckily he did good a good job putting that together and it was a lot of fun you know. Yeah, we even have to give uh, shouts out to the mailman because uh, we were there on Saturday and I was waiting for the uh, the package, and uh, I was like, "You don't have a package for me?" He goes, "No, why? Are you expecting something?" I was like, "Well, I'm supposed to get a package today, a big long tube of vinyl." And he goes, "Well, let me make a call," and he called up and it was on a different truck that they were like, "Well, no one's gonna be open on that street," and then she showed up, you know, 30 minutes later. She's like, "Well, you're open," so they called me. <laughs> They told me to come on over, so it was a good thing we saw him. Wow, that was close. That was close. Yeah, so, I mean, it all worked out well. I actually uh, worked on putting the graphics on uh, a little bit on Saturday and, and Monday and Tuesday to make sure it all worked out well. Uh, but, uh, you know, and we were racing that that following weekend. So, I mean, it's, um, it's a good time. I mean, if anybody ever gets a chance to go do an autocross, do a track day, whatever, I mean, it makes you a better driver. It makes you understand the car and, and what it will do at the limits. And I highly recommend it because 
you know, the, the, the thing I hear all the time, every, every day, twice a day, you know, multiple times a day, um, is what can I do to this car, you know, to make it a little bit better? I don't want to take it on the track or do any of this type of stuff, but the track and the street really kind of have this cohesiveness together that you don't realize that you're doing the exact same thing on the track as you would on the street. And you can see how that person in the lane is about to make that lane change before they even show you that they're going to make that lane change because you can just tell the, 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 the way that they're driving, that they're about to move lanes. And, um, well, it's funny because yeah, Chad, I bet you get you're that. You're a stupid driver senses. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And Chad, I bet you get yeah. that question a lot of most people, and and you and I get the question too because I'm around a lot of minis. I get to drive a lot of minis, you know, um, in and out of them. I talk to people all the time. I'm always talking to the techs, and and my response to people when they say that is usually the number one thing you can do is tires, um, especially for a street car, and especially in some place here where we get four seasons, <clears throat> where it goes, yeah. you know, from 100 degrees to, you know, minus 10 degrees. And I always ask the question, well, what kind of tires do you have on your car? And when, <laughs> if they say, I don't know, they're run flats, <laughs> then, yeah. it, you know, it's a, it's a whole discussion. We could do an entire show on, on tires, but... Um, and we probably have six or seven times already. So. Yeah, exactly. I'm a big proponent of if you live in a, in a place that gets four seasons, you have at least two sets of tires. You have your summer performance tires and you have your winter tires. And I even like winter performance tires. Um, it, it's yeah, but what, what about just learning to be a better driver? Because I think there's a lot of people that go out on autocross and whatnot, and they're crappy drivers, and they think, oh, I'm going to do this to my car and make it faster, and they they couldn't drive it faster if they tried. Yeah, well, yeah. that's that's the thing too. Is if you're going to get the chance to go do what we're talking about here and and do it in autocross, is um yeah, I think it's always good to know whatever you have. Whatever kind of car you've got, whatever, however it's equipped now, learn to handle it at this point and then come back and ask Chad that question. Go, okay, Chad, I've done a couple of autocross days. I've done a track day. I like my car. I want to get a little extra oomph out of it. And then he can yeah. talk to you differently and go, now we can start talking about sway bars. Now we can talk about maybe some beefed up brakes, um, you know, different things like that. Now maybe then the next step, maybe lowering the car. But when you get to there, it's yeah. the people who are always like, oh, yeah, I want to put coilovers on. And I want to do this. And you're like, well, how many track days have you done? None. And you're like, mm. <laughs> you, know, yeah, you know, I'll take it, your money, but <laughs> I'll take your you money. Know, we, but hey. we spend a lot of time with customers when we're actually talking to them and, and they're trying to tell me. And usually when somebody starts out the conversation, it's like, I need coilovers. And I just I look at them and I was like, why? And they can't tell me why they want coilovers. And I was like, because I have a few thousand dollars just burning a yeah. hole in my checking account. <laughs> let's let's rethink this. And I, I ask them a bunch of questions and I figure out what they're really trying to do. And I give them my little speech. And this is the exact same speech I've been doing since 2003. Right. And yes, always doing a track day or an autocross and stuff will really show you exactly what you need out of the car. But by basically asking you a couple of questions, I can figure out what you're really trying to get out of the car, not that you just need coilovers, because you're probably saying, well, I want the coilovers to be low. Well, a low car doesn't necessarily handle well, or a low car is not necessarily, you know, because they're like, well, this is my daily. And I was like, okay, are you ready to break a shock? Because as soon as you hit a pothole, to bend a wheel. <laughs> then now we have to 
suspension system. I mean, you have to take it off or you have to spend more money and you have to buy one and then they warranty out what they have to do and stuff. Your car could be down for seven days. Right. Are you ready for that type of stuff? And then those are the type of questions that we start with, with a lot of people and, and we, we figure out whether it's power or whether, whether it's, you know, what they're trying to do. And, and we are getting this, this next level of customer right now that is, had the car for 10 years and they're like, you know what? I really enjoy this car. I don't want to get rid of it. I want to take it to that next level. And, um, customer today, 140 some thousand miles. And he wanted to add a little more horsepower and add a little more suspension and add a more, you know, so we, we covered a bunch of bases with him and he's like, you know what? I don't think that that's what I want, but I do like what you were talking about with the other things that with this and that. And, you know, so, you know, basically pulley intake exhaust sway bar, you know, yeah, you find a you happy know, medium, and, breakfast, you know? and there's always something left to do, and that's the great thing about minis is you you just you never stop modifying them. You never really get a car to the point you love it, and as soon as you do get to the point you love it, you usually end up selling it, trading it off, <laughs> something else, um, yeah. and, and then moving up to to whatever. I mean, I just know that from experience. I'm on my seventh mini now, and uh, you know, every time I'm like, oh, I love this car, it's my favorite one, and then something else comes along, you're like, okay, I'm gonna move over to this one. And and maybe that's just the the heart of a car person in general. I mean, people I know who yeah. are car people, and I just don't have enough money to collect them. Otherwise, I would be just you know <laughs> not okay. not well, trading them or selling them. I'd just be buying new ones and collecting them. Having this new building, I mean, I I literally have to like just bite my tongue when everything comes <laughs> comes across my desk. I was like, I need to buy that car, and I'm yeah. like, oh, God, I don't have anywhere else to no. put it, or no. I don't have enough money, or whatever. I mean, really, right now, I'm I own eight cars. I mean, yep. with a what? van and a couple of different things. Oh yeah, oh, I've God. got a uh, my original R53. I've got a R50, which is our loaner car. I've got another R53, which I'm putting uh, air suspension on and wrapping it uh, teal green. Um, I've got a '73 Nova, a 2005 van, a 89 Cabriolet Volkswagen and then you can kind of throw my girlfriend's car in there so I got an R56 so yeah that's <laughs> seven cars that I maintain and you know keep together you know on a very regular basis so yep it uh it takes a lot of work you know to to maintain that many cars so I mean if you've got a fleet of three cars with you and your wife and a weekend your, you know extra car right it's a for lot. a lot of people. It's a so. lot. It's a lot of work to to keep that together, and then you start thinking about it too. And I've had I've been the guy with three cars. I mean, I had two GPS at once, and one of the GPS just never got driven. You know, it just sat there. And eventually, I'm like, eh, somebody needs to be enjoying this car, and decided to sell it. So, yep. you know, that's the, that's the really hard part. And, and thinking about what's next and and everything. But speaking of what's next, I'm going to move on and talk about my experience this past weekend. In the uh, uh, JCW Clubman, the what I want to call they called it the Mini Challenge, and basically miles ahead, the people who put on the the driving school in uh, Indianapolis for Mini, and they use JCWs. They've been doing this for I want to say five six years now, maybe a little bit longer than that. Anyway, they've been coming around to the Midwest region and putting on these events in the weekends, and really it's you know for all intent is a is a sales pitch. It's like, hey, come drive this, see what you think, 
go to your, you know, the dealer brings out one of every car and lets people look at it and test drive them. But the whole point of this was is they brought all JCW Clubmans, all new uh, JCW Clubmans, and they were, you know, the all-wheel drive, that's the way the JCW comes, and you get to do an autocross course and you're timed. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, everybody competes against each other. It's not a competition, if you will. It's just more fun than anything else. But um, I went and took part of this, and I did this last year. They came around with JCW Hardtops, and uh, we did it, and it was a lot of fun. And this year they came with JCW Clubman. So Sunday I got to go thrash uh, <laughs> a new JCW Clubman, which was cool because these were pretty much factory stock cars. They hadn't been... You know, a year ago when we drove the JCW hardtops, they had all been modified to where you could put it into sport mode, but you couldn't change the DSC. You couldn't turn on traction control. You really couldn't do, you couldn't, you know, tweak it the way you like it. This car, pretty much out of the box, I get in it and I, I treat it like I treat my own car. Put it in sport mode, turn dynamic traction control on, and then go. And um, the difference here was it was an automatic, which is... You know, I'm not bashing the automatic at all. It was a, a great a great car. It handled well. It did, you know, fine. But it seemed really slow to spool up. Um I mean the Clubman you're taking that much more weight with the with the sunroof on it, and the all wheel drive system, I bet it's pushing, you know, four hundred, you know, pounds more than my car. Um, with the same power, same horsepower engine. So it just felt a little slow to spool up. Once you get there, it was pretty fun. And the all-wheel drive system was great going around this course. And uh, like I was telling you guys before the show, I got four laps in the car. And each you know consecutive lap, I would shave about a second, second and a half off of my previous time. And I get to the fourth lap, and I got a little cocky. <laughs> and uh, went around, I think it was in like turn three or four. And wasn't really, I was having too much fun, not paying close enough attention, and I missed a corner. And so instead of clipping a cone, which you lose time, you lose a second if you clip a cone. If you hit a second cone, you are disqualified from that run. And then a third cone, they kick you off completely. <laughs> That's like it. They take your driver's license away, I think. But um, anyway, so instead of clipping a cone, I went through the course. I, I kind of avoided it, and I made my own chicane, if you will. And I just finally was like, no, I gave up. And slowly finished it so I got three good laps did pretty well I think I ended up second in my heat for the day out of all the people and then at the end of the day and I was pretty early in the day there was about a hundred and I want to say 110 people and I ended up in the I want to say it was like the top 25 top 20 25 something like that somewhere in there but what sep what was nice was I I'm like ah oh, I wish I was a little bit higher than that but what separated me from say the top 5 was only a second was was literally that last one second that you can get from you know increasing your time like Chad like you said when you get out there and you like every time you get a little bit better and you get a little bit better and if you have more practice at it you know you just start shaving time and if you've played video games racing games it's the same way you, yep. you know, that's what you're doing is you're playing the game and you're trying to beat your previous time and you're getting better and you're learning okay I gotta take this corner better I gotta get into the brakes a little sooner I gotta accelerate a little faster off of this so anyway it was a, a lot of fun um, it made me like the clubman a little bit better than I haven't talked about this and Gabe's been busting my chops over on our Slack channel because 
I said, the Clubman's not selling well because it's not that great of a car. Now, AJ, you can say different. You drive one every day. Yeah, I don't think it, that's true. I mean, I like driving the Clubman, um, but I will tell you this. It does not handle like any of the smaller minis at all. Yeah. And it and when it's rainy, like I, I don't have winter tires on this car, which uh-huh. is going to be kind of a suck if I don't get some. Yeah. And I don't really want to buy them because I'm leasing the car as it is. Right. And they're um, different lugs than you've got on your other car, so you can't yeah, interchange them. Yeah, and it just, I mean, you throw a little water on the ground and this car just kind of like starts getting a little squirrely. Decides it wants to do whatever it wants to do. So Again, that comes down to tires, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah that comes down yeah, to tires so a bit. Sh- and I don't partially think... the tires, but partially I think just the way that the back end is kind of whippy. Well, the the long wheelbase in this car, so there's two things about the Clubman that, that make it feel different than, than what I'm used to and if you're used to driving a mini hardtop. The wheelbase is longer and the track is wider. So those two things in theory should should ground the car a little bit you know it's got a it's a bigger stance should bring it back down but you add weight to the car and i sent you guys pictures of of me in the clubman and you look at a couple of them and you realize how much body roll is in this car the jcw clubman i think the first picture i sent over we'll try i try and have db use this for the uh show notes you see the back end of that car the back corner it's I could push it a little bit harder and almost get the the inside rear wheel off the ground. And um there was a lot of body roll in this where I'm not used to in my car. Now, I've got the JCW Pro suspension uh, the Pro suspension lowered within an inch of its life, you know, the adjustable coilovers and I I love them for handling, but I've done I've driven on 12 track driven minis on 12 different tracks in the world um i've done a lot of track days i've done a lot of professional driver training so i know i toss these cars pretty hard and um you know i've, I've got my car tuned to where i like it but anyway the point is the difference between my car and the pro suspension in this was really night and day um well it was good the all-wheel drive system handled very well it kicked in it was uh pretty hard i i got it to to drift just a little bit you know where all four tires are screeching around a corner and you're kind of going a little you know pushing through it as hard as you can you basically find that break point of it and this is on a short low speed autocross course too so but the car composed itself very very well i think it's a high performance car for somebody that is you're always going to be in control so i will give it that much but my big problem with the Clubman, and I didn't get to talk about this on the show yet, is I had one for a week while my car was in getting some service done. And I grew to not like this car very much. Uh, I took it to the airport. I'd, I'd left town for a few days. And we went to the airport and, and parked it at long-term parking at the airport. And I got to say, with the seats up in the back, our suitcases didn't fit in the back of a Clubman. What? No. What kind of suitcases do you have? They were carry-ons. They were overhead bin store He's carry-ons. He's a professional traveler. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I can fit all kinds of crap in that car. I think you with the seat with the seat with, with the seats up. You'd have to put the seats down yeah. to to fit a couple of suitcases back there. It had the little the little um, door on the top and everything, you know. So you you know we weren't standing them up, but they did not fit long ways a an overhead bag. Now the hard tops even got less space than that but it just seems like 
I thought there would be a little more room. Back I'm going to test that theory tomorrow. In fact, I'm going to go get one of my my overhead bag suitcases and go throw it in the clubman and then take pictures and be like, no, I'm sorry. I, I think they would fit. I don't think you know what you're talking about. Yeah, they just, you know, just barely <laughs> squeezed in there. And it was like, I think there's, what was weird was we're used to driving around in the Roadster, which has got an enormous boot in the back, which you can, you know, put, you know, three bodies and a, a, you know, a tuba <laughs> back there, I think. And, uh, and still have room for, you know, your your overnight luggage. So why you would be doing that is beyond me, but I think you almost could. <laughs> but um, anyway, there there were many things about the clubman. I thought the uh, clubman driving position was uncomfortable um, from what I'm used to. And maybe that's just because it was so different for a while. It, but I couldn't get comfortable, like a comfortable driving position in that. It felt narrow. The... Even though it's wider, you've got more room in the clubman, right to left. You're not going to be, you know, knocking elbows with the person in the front seat next to you. But I felt a little cramped. I think it's the seats. I don't like the seats. Yeah, I don't know what it was. There's something wrong with them. Yeah, and granted, I didn't feel that way in the JCW clubman because it had the same JCW seats I have in my car. And maybe it's just that I'm used to them. I think that's, that's a little bit of it. But the the Clement I had for a week was a Cooper All Four, so it was a bit of a dog because you know it's got the three cylinder engine in it, and you're pulling a Clubman and all wheel drive on top of it, so it just felt like it had just no guts whatsoever. So that was, but put that aside, I just didn't. I'm like, man, the the little bit of time I've spent in a Countryman, uh, I feel like it's a it's a more all around better car for most people and I gotta say sales numbers seem to bear that out in the US lately because I know my dealer I asked him you know I'm like how many Clubmans have you sold this month and they go this month and then <laughs> that was it I didn't <laughs> there was nothing from that and I think it was like one in two months that's how slow that car is selling in the US and it's all the countrymen's fault People come in and they see it and they're like, this car seems more versatile for me, more all around, you know, and then they drive them back to back. And Gabe tells me I'm crazy, but I think the Countryman handles quite well for the size it is and doesn't feel like a big car. And I think the Clubman feels like a big car. I mean, AJ, you drive it every day compared to, and you've also got your R56 hardtop. I think there's a big feeling difference between those it's, two cars. It's starting to not feel as big. It did at first. Um, you get comfortable But I can in tell it. you this, when you drive it for weeks on end, then you want to get back into one of the littler ones. You're like, ooh, I, I like I don't know this. why, but I miss, I'm, I'm like, I want my R56. Well, for me a little bit, it's parking the dang thing. Yeah, that's the other problem. And and the other the other main issue is that visibility out of the car sucks. You really can't see very well. Yeah, so do you have an issue with the... the Rear Just visibility? Just the back doors or overall? Overall. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I mean, my time in the clubman has been very limited. I mean, pulling them in and out and, and stuff like that. And I've, I've always liked them a little bit better because they're just that touch wider than the F56. Uh, the dash just seems better to me. I like the overall feel of the car better. But again, I don't get to spend a lot of time in the car, you know? Well, and so. I, I'll say this much too. The the F series, F generation of cars and the Clubman especially is the nicest uh mini has ever made. 
it is a is a wonderful car, well built on the inside. I think the ergonomics are also uh, pretty darn good. The uh, the one thing they've changed, AJ, that you and I are used to is the sport button ring at the bottom. Now they've moved that to put you know toggle switches on the dash. So oh, they did. Yeah, the ring is gone now. Because that ring is stupid. I hate that ring. Yeah. That's one thing. I'm like, why? Why did you guys put this ring here? It just. <laughs> Although used- it is, it is. I call I call it my. FU button because when you're on the highway around here and you're not in sport mode and you want to throw it in sport mode yeah. because somebody's being a yeah it that's does, you know it gives you, you a little bit of a bump it gives you a little, enough boost to be like bye and then they're like wait a minute what the whole ring thing is the mini esque of the car I mean like hey what can we throw in here and where's our openometer top and where's our whatever you know like yeah, yeah. where's our fishbowl yeah but that's yeah exactly you know so the ring is the mini the mini-ness well, of it, the car. They'd be like, "Here, here's our cool little option that we can give you. Well, like, there's got to be a way oh. to put it in sport mode. I think a JCW they in general. They could put makes... a toggle up on the roof like an airplane or something. Well, which you is know? what they've done. That would have been right. more fun than the stupid ring at the bottom. Which is that what they've is... done now. The The sport mode mm-hmm. and the green mode are now a toggle on the uh, on the dash. So they've moved that up for, for 2018. So that is one thing that, as far as ergonomics go, that they've kind of improved a little bit. But the fit and the finish of this car is great, and I would recommend if you're looking at, if you're even you know thinking about a Clubman, I'd definitely try and stretch the budget and go with the JCW because it was definitely fun. Uh, there's no question about it. But unless you need the space, the four doors, you're like I absolutely have to have a four door Mini. Okay, you've, you're going to choose. You got three cars to choose from. And I say two because I think the four-door, the five-door Mini, if you call it, or the four-door Mini hardtop is, I'm not a fan of that car at all. I don't think anybody on the show is a fan of that car. So I don't even consider that. You've still got to, been making it? Yeah, they <laughs> are. Kidding. It's actually selling pretty, yeah. Anymore. It's selling okay. But I would say you got to choose from a clubman and a countryman. And depending on your needs, most people are like, well, I got three kids. They have to fit in the back. I get that. You know, you're going to need one of those cars for, for comfort and for space. But I'm going to, you know, ease people back towards the hardtop and say, this is the heart and soul of this brand and will continue to be because it is a phenomenal car. Um, and Gabe even teased us a little bit coming up in, in spring of next year with the uh, with the refresh of this generation cars, there's some new stuff coming. So expect something soon at motoring file. If you haven't seen it yet at this point, maybe some uh, new information on the LCI upgrades and updates. But, um, you know, on that note, uh, I think we're going to call it a show. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about Craven speed, cravenspeed.com. These guys have got everything from the, uh, from phone mounts in your car to Chad, what else does Craven do and sell? They have all kinds of parts and all oh, the phone mounts are huge, but they've got the Platus Puss, uh, the short shifters, um, strut tower defenders. Uh, they obviously make pulleys for every single car, you know, for every manufacturer, for every vendor. I mean, they are pulley kings. Yeah, so. yeah. The guys, the guys over at Craven Speed are are good guys. They've been in the in the mini world. They make stuff for a lot of other brands also, but um, they've always loved minis. They they have a lot of parts. If you've got an older uh, mini, the dipstick, the the flexible dipstick is a fantastic product. 
basically yep. a big spring. It's easier to read. It's, you know, you're not going to snap it. I've seen so many people snap those things, putting them in, a, you know, out of your old cars. Now, with the if you've got a 2014 or newer Mini, they don't have dipsticks anymore. <laughs> so nope. don't go to Craven's Feet <laughs> and look for one of those. But if you've got an older than a 2014 car, it's a really great product to have. So go check those guys out at CravenSpeed.com. Um, a lot of great products there, especially if you live in a an area where you have to have a front license plate. Like Chad mentioned, they've got this thing called the Platypus, which screws into your front tow hook cover and um, offsets. You can have you still be legal, but you don't have to drill holes in the front bumper, and it looks a little bit better. So that's a fantastic product. Over at CravenSpeed.com, go check them out. Bye, Chad. It was nice to talk to you. <laughs> Seriously, I want to take my car up there and let him, like, do things to my car. Mm-hmm. That sounds bad, doesn't it? Hey, Chad, can you do some things to my car? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's um, it's crazy, too, because the R56, there's not as much you can do to it, and the, the Cooper especially, but there are as far as handling. But you've already got a sway bar in there, right? I already have a sway bar, but I think I'd like to upgrade the brakes. Yeah. Um, that would be the only thing. And I still, um, at some point, I want somebody to to put a new timing chain on there. I don't care what anybody says. It's 137,000 miles, and I just don't trust it. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that would be a... Well, many, uh, many started talking about the, uh, you know, those should be changed at 100,000 miles anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. When did they start talking about that? Because I asked about that when I... the tensioner cover yeah went and they replaced that and i was like so what's the deal with the timing chain oh well yours isn't an s so blah 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 and i'm like what come on it and- could be asked to cooper but i believe once they started having to replace a lot of timing chains i think they kind of uh retracted all of their oh it's lifetime to it's now a hundred thousand mile type stuff so Great. All right. Well, then it's long overdue. I'm like 37,000 yeah, miles overdue. I would say whenever you get a chance, go ahead and do it. And I would highly recommend the ones that we're doing based on we cryogenically treat all of those new pieces to resist stretching, you know, after everything's all said and done. So um, that will be a lot better for you. Awesome. Well, but sounds- you know, the best the best thing you can do is make sure you have oil and do oil changes. Oh yeah, I have been. I do oil Which and then and huh? oil changes and I do oil in between the oil changes because the thing drinks oil like it's, you know, a cocktail. So it's well, job. Yeah, minis exactly. seem to yeah. do that. It's it they could go through a quart of oil every ten thousand miles. Um and maybe even more than that. Yeah. So we had a customer in today and he was telling me how great his car is and it never uses any oil and all this stuff. And this is his second mini. I was like, well, what happened in the first mini? He goes, well, the engine blew up. <laughs> I was like, well, did it have oil? Of course it did. Well, how did it well why did it blow up? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so he said, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, maybe it didn't have oil in it. Nah, it had oil in it. Ah. Oh, I've okay. seen some catastrophic engine failure. I'm sure you have too, Chad. It's it's not a pretty yes. sight. I've seen holes blown yeah. through engines because of that. I will tell you that the Gen 3 cars definitely have a lot less oil consumption than the Gen 2 cars do, which are well, experiencing that, AJ. Hey, and I yeah, think... Yeah, no, my, my, the, 
2009 has sucked oil since I don't know it hit 70,000 miles and then yep. it was like, oh, right about that 67 80,000 miles oh yeah mine. I'm like okay so I'm always like on it people are like what are you doing this, and that's the funny part about being on the east coast the west coast you can lift a hood on a car and no one will stop no one will ask you a question here every man on the planet stops and says hey little lady you need some help yeah, are you, are you okay? Do you need yeah, help? they do. They ask if you're okay. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's nice, you know. Yeah. No, I'm just checking my oil. That's, <laughs> that's hilarious. There, that's there's hilarious. pros and cons to that. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. No, the only time I take them up on it is when they want to put air in the tires because I hate doing that. I'm like, yeah, if you want to check the air in the tires, have at it, buddy. I'm just. That is a pain in the ass because then you've got the valve stem caps and you're all dirty at that point because you got brake dust all over you. Oh, yeah. yeah and then a... you have the helpful people that are like, you know, Wawa has free air. I'm like, yeah, when it works. So if I'm going to come here and spend a dollar to put air in my tires, leave me alone. I finally bought an air compressor and a nice uh, uh, a nice gauge. You know, it's built in line and said, screw it. I'm, I'm not dealing with that anymore. I, I don't have space for that. I mean, and no, you can get the little, you can get the little pancake air compressor. You know, they're like 150 bucks. They're great. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're cheap. Yeah, they're cheap. Well, it's funny them. that you were you're talking about Wawa because I have been schooled on Wawa. <laughs> like, oh, <I'm> <laughs> oh yeah. Best. I'm like, so it's like a 7-Eleven. It's a convenience store. It's like, well, they have the best donuts and they have the best IT. It's like, it's water. It's, it, it's a convenience store, Chad. How different it's, can it be? It's know? a fancy yeah, convenience store, dude. But it's, it's like it's not that. And a bag of chips. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Shot by everybody. I know. Well, AJ, you can you can get away with saying that because you're not a native. You're not a native of Pennsylvania, so or New Jersey. No, I'm not. I, I I can see Pennsylvania from my window right now, but I am not. In, I'm not in Pennsylvania. You're not so. an East Coast native, well, so I can that's see good. Pennsylvania from my window, eh? <laughs> yeah. Eh? Oh, that's I'm, great. I'm across the Delaware. <laughs> right. All right, guys. I'm going to wrap this show now. Thanks again, AJ, for joining us tonight. And tell us about your experience Pleasure. in thank Palm Springs. Chad, as always, thank you, sir. And uh, hopefully we'll get a full round of guys coming up here in a couple of weeks. It's going to get crazy around this time of the year because I head to SEMA in three weeks. Yeah. Uh, I'll be there. So checking things out and, um, you know, keeping Vegas safe for everybody, of course. So, uh, and hey, just a shout out, just, you know, since we had the last show, they had that big tragedy in Vegas, a city that I love. So shout out to all my friends there. Glad everybody's okay. It was a terrible event. So, hey, our thoughts go out to, to everybody who was affected by that. It just plain sucked. There's no other, no other way to say it, but it's not going to keep me away from the city I love. Um, my home away from home, place that I go spend, you know, time about once every eight weeks. So, uh, anyway, I'll be heading out to SEMA in Las Vegas at the end of October, 1st of November, and hope to have some fun pictures and things to post on that. But until then, guys, um, questions, comments, or concerns, email us at feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Um, I really don't know what else DB says, because at this point, I've had three gin and tonics, and I kind of tune out. So uh, He makes that stupid clicking noise, but you don't hear it. You know. Did I say that? I'm sorry. <laughs> you make the funny clicking noise, and the music comes in, and uh, everybody says goodnight. So good night, everybody. Everybody have a good night. Good night, everyone.